This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're going to examine the needs of the transit systems in upstate New York and the New York City suburbs. And to do that, we're joined by James Morell, Director of Public Transportation for the Niagara Frontier Transportation Authority and President of the New York Public Transit Association. Welcome to the show, James. Good morning. Thank you. So outside of the MTA, what is the governor proposing to invest in the operating needs of public transit systems, and how does that compare to what these systems might need to support or even grow their current level of services? You know, we really appreciate what the governor's uh, support over the years, um, especially this year in her executive budget. She's put 5.4% over last year's uh, budget amount for upstate properties and non-MTA suburban properties in downstate. But what we're looking for across the board is a 15% increase because there was a 15% increase over the last two years. And what that has provided for is stability and predictability for budgeting. It allows us to continue to provide the services that we're doing in our individual transit agencies, CDTA, um, RTA, Central, NFTA, as well as downstate. So we're looking for an increase over and above the 5.4%, and it will uh, allow us um, to continue to do the great work that we're doing. And in terms of sources of revenue, how important is the state operating funds in the grand scheme of things? Does this represent, say, the bulk of the aid that transit systems rely on, or is this just a small part and it doesn't necessarily make or break your budgets? Oh, no, this breaks our budget. This is very significant. Without state operating assistance, our operations would, would be in peril. Right now, the fare box recovery ratio, the amount of money that we get in the fare box from a passenger is anywhere on the uh, across the board from um, the transit agencies, anywhere from 10, 15, maybe 20 percent. And that's it. So 20 percent of every dollar that comes in is for operating. The rest come from the this, this state. Um, it's significant and it will continue to allow us to do the great things that we're doing. It, it, it's really great over the last year that we were able to get that 15 percent. And that's where we want to be at. Well, you mentioned the quote-unquote great things that the upstate transit systems are doing. So can you talk a little bit about what that 15% increase over the last couple of years has meant? First of all, it, it allows us to be able to hire, continue to hire individuals in this very serious situation that we're in, in terms of getting good operators and getting operators and mechanics. So if we're able to provide a good wage for these individuals, we're able to provide the services that our communities um, are looking for. In addition, we're able to do some of the non-traditional services, the BRTs, the Bus Rapid Transit. CDTA is doing a great job in moving uh, BRT throughout that community. NFTA up in Buffalo will be starting uh, the design work for our first BRT. It allows us to do on-demand service throughout our communities. These are alternative types of transit that normally is not done, but we're beginning to have to do that to compete with the Ubers and Lyft. Right now, individuals that want to use public transit, there's a lot of individuals that want to use public transit, but they want to use it and it wanted to be there when they want it. Having additional funding will allow us the opportunity to provide high levels of service, 10 and 15 minute service on some of our heavily used routes. 
during COVID and just after COVID, we had to cut that service. So now we're beginning to put that service back. And without the additional funding, it will be difficult for us to do that. Well, are you envisioning that 15% increases are the norm moving forward? Or is there a future where the state support could grow at slower rates moving forward? 15% is uh, a mark that we've, we've uh, been using for the past couple of years. But I think what's more important is a dedicated source of revenue. MTA went through this whole process last year, and they were pro- able to provide a dedicated source of revenue. That's what we're ultimately after um, for the state, the legislature, to provide upstate properties, a dedicated source that will grow. Right now, it's tied to um, this gas tax. And as you know, that's going down. So it's not sustainable. What we would like is, you know, the 15%. But if we can develop and get a dedicated source of revenue for all upstate properties, we wouldn't have to come back every year and asking for additional funding. And I think it's doable. I think there's a number of things that we can do. Unlike New York City, um, who's able to develop taxes for the individuals that come in and out of Manhattan and stuff like that. Upstate properties are at a little bit of a disadvantage in terms of creating those taxes. So we don't want to create taxes on the backs of individuals, but to be creative and find some means of getting a dedicated source of revenue. Well, yeah, the MTA has seen revenue come in from regional taxes, taxes on businesses in the areas served by the MTA. What do you think about the state legislature pursuing that sort of pathway in these areas serviced by upstate transit systems, making these businesses that often rely on the public transit to get their workers to and from their businesses chipping in a little bit more to help fund these services and to, and to set up that dedicated revenue source. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's something that we've been discussing over the past few years um, with the legislature. Um, as well as the governor's office. It's something that we just have to sit down and really put our heads together and work out a way that we're able to do that. I mean, there's a number of options that's out there, but what we have to do, it has timing. It has to be the right time, and I think now is the right time. But before we get there, if we can get a 15% increase this year, it would allow us to continue with those things that we're doing in our individual operations uh, in upstate uh, properties. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners at the Capitol Press Room or just joining us. We're speaking with James Morrell, the Director of Public Transportation for the Niagara Frontier Transportation Authority and the President of the New York Public Transit Association. And turning to the other side of the coin, capital investment, which is a big part of the focus when it comes to the MTA, what sort of infrastructure spending is needed for the non-MTA transit systems? Right. So the governor continued the capital investment at the $139 million for upstate properties. What was taken out of that was a $20 million investment per year uh, for five years to specifically NFTA. So the $139 million is there for upstate properties, and we appreciate that from the governor's office. But the $20 million specifically for NFTA was taken out. And now what we're trying to do is put that $20 million in specifically for 
our light rail system that exists in Buffalo. Not a lot of people know that outside of MTA, there's an FTA that has the only light rail system or rail system outside of MTA. We have a 6.4 mile uh, system that's aging and we need that capital investment to continue to make the, the necessary changes to the catenary, to the rails, to the stations that, you know, it's, it's 35 plus years old and there's original equipment there. So in addition to the 20 million, what we're looking for is a $30 million investment over five years. So $150 million. It was secured previously. We're on the last year of that and it has done great things. We've done um, tile work. We've done track work. There's in investments that's in the station that will be allow us to continue to provide rail service in, uh, in, in the city of Buffalo for years to come with this investment. And is it important that New York make these types of investments, whether it's in the Niagara Frontier uh, Transportation Authority or other systems around the state as New York is trying to get people to embrace public transportation as part of our effort to reduce our carbon footprint? Because it seems like without the investments now, we might not have the systems in place that we want in a few years to potentially handle an influx of riders. Sure. It's important. Um, we have to maintain our systems. We have to buy new vehicles. And now with the push for electric vehicles, um, that's a big push. And a lot of the systems are not ready for that. Um, smaller systems um, in suburban areas, they don't have the infrastructure, nor do they have the ability with the grid to provide substations within their individual properties to do um, um, electric vehicles, to ch- recharge electric vehicles. NFTA has, um, I believe, 24 five vehicles on property right now within the next month or so we'll have up to 50 we have um the ability to charge them um but other systems are not there um there's the move for other types of uh, zero emission vehicles that's being um looked at across the state um but right now electric is it hydrogen cell is out there but these are technologies that are not there yet and you have to put the infrastructure in. You have to be able to make sure that we're able to charge these vehicles and refuel these vehicles um, because it, it, it's very quick to, to, to uh, refuel um, a diesel bus. You pull in, you put, you, you put the gas in, the diesel in, and it takes back off. Well, that's not the case with electric. You have to plug it in for some period of time. So you need a few extra vehicles to be able to provide the services that our communities run. And if that vehicle is sitting in the garage refueling uh, with electric, um, it's taking a vehicle out of service. So this is something that I think the state should be pushing uh, to make sure that we have a capital investment to move to this zero emission because it's going to be there. Um, It's something that we see that's happening and 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 it's going to continue. And finally, in terms of increasing ridership, is this an area where you need to get funding into services and capital so that people will come in and utilize the services? Or do you need to figure out a way to get people 
on the buses or in the case of the NFTA on the train and then the money will follow. It seems like a kind of a chicken and egg situation. Yeah, you have to have the service first. Um, you have great service. People will come. Um, CDTA is one of the only systems, I believe, in New York State that have increased their ridership over and above pre-COVID numbers. So they're offering services. They're offering BRTs. This is something that's attractive, different types of um, on-demand services. And these are the things that other transit agencies across the state, they're also pursuing. Um, So I think it's important that we have the infrastructure in place, that we provide the services. And I think it's important that we get to that 15% or higher um, for state operating assistance and to make sure that NFTA gets its share for the capital uh, investment to take care of the rail line. And, you know, and, and I think this will continue. It will make life a lot easier for those individuals that require and rely on public transit. It's very important. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. We've been speaking with James Morell. He is the Director of Public Transportation for the Niagara Frontier Transportation Authority and the President of the New York Public Transit Association. James, thank you so much for visiting. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.